Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host as usual, Ajitesh Gogoi. Today I'm speaking with Komal Dubey. Komal is a yoga practitioner and asana instructor. Hopefully after listening to today's episode, you'll have a better idea of what yoga and asana practice actually entails and if this is a kind of movement you should explore. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh hi Komal, welcome to the show. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi Ajitesh I am really excited to be here thank you so much for inviting me my name is Komal Dubey I am a yoga practitioner and an asana instructor I take both online and offline classes that's about it Okay that was a nice and short crisp intro I really liked it um tell me tell us something about you that most people don't know Komal So this can be anything like any random fact Or yes it can be anything it it can be anything something that most people don't know about you hmm this is tough considering how much i talk and blabber online but i think a lot of people don't know that i used to play the sitar for 12 years and then i quit that is that is really cool why did you quit playing the sitar i actually really regretted it it was just a time where i think i was um, i i played since i was since i was super young So I was at this age where I just didn't want to do like the more years went by I had to do a lot of like riyas and practice and I just didn't I I just wanted to be out and you know roam around instead of spending all my time doing that so I kind of just quit and I didn't go back I still have a sitar though so I hope that in my life I can pick it up again once it was a very childish decision to leave Well yeah but that is really cool I don't know any other sitar player so you're the first one Awesome All right. So you are a yoga practitioner and an asana instructor. What is the difference between yoga and asana practice? Okay, so this is um, by the way this is a very personal distinction I make, okay, between the two. So a lot of people if you're if you're approaching me to take a class from me um and you are looking for a yoga teacher or a yoga instructor, I'm not going to correct you. It's not that other people calling themselves yoga instructors are wrong, okay? but uh, this is something that i i used to call myself a yoga instructor too but the more like i started teaching and i started reflecting and just thinking about it the more uncomfortable i felt doing that so the thing is that yoga is a very big philosophy and um, asana is a very small part of that very big philosophy so asana also like currently the modern way that we do our asana practice a lot of it has been developed over the years um even like not very long back it's been pretty recent you know um, so i i don't feel com- i think that i am still a student of yoga and there's a long way for me to go so and considering that i feel like such a beginner in within yoga i just felt like it's wrong to call myself a yoga instructor because i think that's a very big deal so i just felt more comfortable by just putting it on my bio that i'm a yoga practitioner because that's what i am but i am teaching asana practice or asana to the people who are approaching me so this is something that i just felt more comfortable putting on my bio and more honest but it's not something that it's a rule or it's wrong to call yourself a yoga instructor it's just a very personal thing i guess i get it cuz uh yoga is like you said like it's it's much more than just asana practice but for most people when they think of yoga they think of asana practice so i I totally yeah I I totally get your point. Um right. So how were you introduced to yoga and asana practice? Where did you start? Oh, 
my journey into asana practice was quite shallow honestly i wish like there was a deeper story but it was uh, i have always played a lot of sport okay since i was pretty young and um, there was a time during my uh, college that i was kind of out of commission because i had enjoyed my foot while running uh, so i had to not go on to my long runs and whatever runs i did that time so during that time i saw like this ad on my instagram and it was a teacher who was um, advertising her headstand workshop now for some reason like all of this gymnastic stuff handstands headstands something that i always really found fascinating and i got very excited so i actually forced my friends to come with me for this workshop which is super early in the morning i obviously did not learn a headstand right in that one workshop but i felt like i've never felt before at the end of the class like instead of um how i usually feel like a little bit tired um but like happy after a workout after this asana practice session and this workshop i actually feel like sorry i actually felt so energized so refreshed and um i know that like i knew at that point i wanted to experience this again and again so it was very spontaneous but i instantly just joined classes under that teacher and then it became a regular thing and a regular part of my life i think i joined around the end of 2015 and it was the same teacher that i practiced under um like i practiced under her for like 3 years or something before um, she kind of pushed me to get certified and everything so that's how it started it was quite shallow but i'm pretty grateful that i was introduced to it yeah that's pretty cool and and uh, you mentioned that you were into sports like you've always been into sports so what was your athletic background before you got into yoga were you working out in the gym like besides your sport journey like w- what else is involved so i i wasn't working out in a gym at all uh, i my athletics journey so in school i used to run a lot so it was so i started with like sprints i used to run maybe 100 200 400 um for my school and then i also started playing basketball basketball is something that i played for a while and i took it like i i played for a club in mumbai so it was ymca and then after that i also got a chance to represent like uh, the states so i was playing for maharashtra like till 11 12 i stopped playing uh, basketball like i used to be under a coach and everything but i stopped playing competitively when i was in 12 because as all indian kids have to do you know have to sports for boards but i still played uh, recreationally quite a bit even when i was in college and even though i used to sprint um my interest also was sparked into long distance and endurance running because my dad was into it so around um, like around like the first year of college i also started training for my 21k and stuff like that so i did that also for quite a while and i still do it even now also like i've pushed back on it a little so that's my entire sport journey uh, i also play a lot of squash so i i'm interested in a lot of things but i didn't ever work out in a gym or anything you know like specifically it was all like outdoors and just playing right and uh i know that you do strength train because you talk about it and i've seen your pull up bar um yeah. so is there a reason why you choose to pursue yoga and asana as your primary form of exercise cuz i i just you just talked about it you said that after that first session itself you felt like you had never felt before so i can definitely understand that point of view but is there anything else which makes you prefer yoga as your primary form of exercise rather than something like weight training or strength training at the gym is there like a specific reason for that oh uh, i think the specific reason i can say is familiarity now now it's been now if i tell you that i've been 
uh, I started my journey at the end of 2015 till now. So it's been almost like eight-ish years. I'm not saying so initial years, I wasn't very consistent, but it was quite like as consistent as I could be considering that I had my college and internships to balance along with it. So it's just familiarity. It's something that I'm comfortable with now since I've been doing it for this much time. And um, I also think that uh, because I am familiar with it, it makes me more comfortable to teach this, um, you know, form of movement. But apart from that, uh, I love strength training too. It's not that I don't like strength training. Uh, it's just that I think that I have a longer way to go um, till I'm comfortable with the fact that maybe I'll also study more go into that whole legitimate way that I want to get certified and then maybe even offer uh, any sort of strength training services because other than that I still feel like I'm a student in that arena and I still have a long way to go so I'm focusing on my own training rather than you know telling people that I can teach something in which I don't have that much experience in myself right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and who do you think uh, should practice yoga like who is yoga really for and what kind of goals do clients usually have when they choose to work with you is it flexibility related goals or is it uh things like weight loss i don't know there's so many different kinds of things being preached by different kinds of yoga instructors as yoga being the solution to all these different kinds of ailments so what do clients usually approach you for when they seek out to learn yoga um a lot of my the people who come to me are people who do not do any sort of exercise okay and they want to start something and they're usually the sort of people who who remembered doing yoga in school or they've done a few yoga classes in the neighborhood or sometime in their life and and they uh, remember it as being something that they enjoyed and they want to make it a, a constant part of their life as they start or you know start their movement journey so a chunk of the people who are in my classes are now those who don't do a lot of movement currently and they're working professionals and they feel that yoga is something that would be suited to their body or they would be suitable for them as of now and then of course there are people now who certain because of the kind of posts I put on my social media there are practitioners who've been doing yoga since some time but they want to do all of these arm balances and all this sort of stuff that I put online so they tell me specifically that this is what they want to get where they want to get to and they want my help in this and yes as you said uh, there are a lot of people actually it's the same intersection the people who've not really start do any sort of movement a part of them also is wants to start yoga as the part of the weight loss journey so um yeah these are the kind of people who i currently have in my classes at this point i can like draw the correlation between whatever you said earlier like how you like this modality of movement because you are familiar with it and it's a, it's like a similar thing for clients who choose to work with you because they have done this in the past they yes. want to start off with something familiar and yeah. similarly like how you were fascinated by things like headstands handstands even they over time want to learn those things as progressions yes so that's pretty yeah, so it's like, very pointed it out i just realized that now when you pointed it out yeah that that's like really cool because it's like correlated in a way and i totally agree with whatever you said that uh when you're comf- comfortable with a certain kind of movement it's easier to get started with it and when someone has not been doing any kind of movement for a very long time it can get very overwhelming for them to do something completely new like join some kind of powerlifting gym crossfit gym 
So personally, I believe that anyone with a weight loss goal should start with a form of physical movement that they enjoy. And this is important for long-term adherence because if you pick up something that you enjoy, it's more likely that you'll be able to stick with it for a long amount of time, long period of time. What is your take on this um, point of view? I completely agree with you because people see the thing is that especially with the kind of the major chunk of the people who are also in my classes, they are people who are working professionals. And if you're a person who works a full-time job in an office, or even if it's work from home, there's a big part of your day is just doing that work. Now, apart from that, then you have to force yourself to do something that you don't really enjoy that becomes even more tougher. So if you like, if you just start by doing something like going for a walk because that you enjoy doing and it, it feels like it's something that is a change in your schedule, which you look forward to, or people even love dancing. So like if you're going for a dance class or you're going to play any sport, so you, you, you're actually going to look forward to it. And uh, it's something that you will do because you want to, especially initially. Uh, the only thing that I... I want to add to this is that while this is very, very important for you to enjoy the form of movement that you do, there are times where a lot of clients, because maybe, you know, they are bigger or um, they've never done movement in their life and they're very not confident with even joining sport or even doing anything. In that cases, there will be an initial period where they will not want to do it regardless of which movement form it is, you know. So for these type of people, you will have this initial maybe like first two weeks where you're feeling like oh i don't want to move at all but then over time you adapt to it so there are two types of people but in general like i do believe that if you're not enjoying uh, the movement form especially when you're doing a full-time job then you it'll be very tough to stick to that routine yes yes that's that's so true because and i see a lot of people who are so um, how do I put it? They have a bias towards certain forms of movement and they try to push it upon like people who yes. have no experience in the gym. Like they have no experience with any kind of physical movement. These are like sedentary people and uh, it confuses them because they feel like there is only one kind of exercise that will get me results. And now I don't like that. I have no experience with that. So how do I even get started? So Yes, I think it's that. so sad. I think it's so unnecessarily complicated. And I understand how how confused one might feel if they are just starting out, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's a big issue, I feel like. Because right now, with the obesity epidemic, in a way, which is kind of taking over all kinds of countries, especially with the work-from-home situation, I think the primary effort should be to get people to move yes. and do something which they enjoy doing and regardless of whether it's the most effective and efficient tool for their goals but over time they can obviously switch and you know make upgrades exactly plus like when you just start moving and doing what you're enjoying a lot of times you discover new things like for example if you're doing a dance class and then you realize okay, I need to work on this aspect of uh, my fitness. Then you end up like discovering more things that you can learn, you know, so it's always fun and it's better to keep an open mind and try out new things rather than limit ourselves. Considering like we are not here, a lot of the people who are approaching us, they are not people who are competitive athletes. You're not preparing yourself to win some medal. If that was the case, then it's completely different. So then why, why like make yourself suffer like that when you can actually just be chill and you know or explore and enjoy so many new things that you can and you also end up learning more and you end up like being fit while having fun 
I totally agree. I mean, like if you're already having too many stressors in your life, it doesn't make sense to add an added thing that is hard to follow. Yes. So totally yes. agree. Exactly. So if someone wants to lose weight and that is like their primary goal, but they say they don't enjoy weight training, they don't enjoy playing a sport, they don't enjoy going going to the gym, but they do like practicing yoga, but their primary goal is like I want to lose weight. what kind of suggestions do you have for someone like this oh uh, so i do have calls a lot of times with people who want to join my class and they have this concern where they want to lose weight and that's their primary goal and they like yoga so i make it very clear that number 1 asana practice may help you lose weight but it won't happen if so one hour of you doing asana practice Uh, is itself a great addition to your routine especially if you're not doing anything else okay but eventually they will also have to pair that up with a good focus on the kind and amount of food they're eating in a day and then third how much they are moving in the day regardless of that asana practice session they have right but um i always like tell them to take it super slow so if they are coming to me and their um objective is weight loss i tell them then The first thing you have to get right in your life is to be consistent in class. So if you're joining my class for three times a week, I want to see you, you know, all three days a week, um, and then that becomes a habit. Do that for one month, one and a half month, and then you start automatic. Like when one thing is good in your routine, like it's a change, and you start waking up earlier for class, or automatically, actually, a lot of things resolve. Like their tendency to have snacks in between or whatever, or if they are joining in the evening, then. you know things fall into place one by one so the first thing you have to do is add yoga like asana practice for that one hour in your day for whatever three times five times or two times you come to my class and then over time you will have to focus on the kind of food you are eating um, and also how much you're moving throughout the day but if you are only banking on the fact that uh, asana practice is going to like make you lose 3 kg 4 kg 5 kg like in one month right away that's not how it works initially so and i also tell them this very realistically like this is how it's going to be as consistent you are you may see results because honestly for people who don't move at all adding literally any form of more movement in their day would help burn calories like for example if someone is walking barely 2000 steps a day and they end up going for one extra stroll and they are walking 5000 or 8000 steps a day you know how much difference it creates in their energy level and their uh, weight loss and it shows very fast on the scale right so just like any other form of movement you add asana practice into a person's life when they're not moving at all it will definitely help in weight loss but if you want to further keep progressing in that weight loss journey you will have to combine it with you know focusing on your food focusing on sleep you're getting focusing on how much you're moving apart from that throughout the day so just like any other tool of movement this is how asana practice may also help in someone's journey if they are losing weight it is time for a short break if you have liked the episode so far please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend the podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you thank you in advance now back to the episode Yeah I really like the way how you put it that you know if you just start being consistent with your asana practice yes. that habit is going to make you develop like other habits that are 
going to aid in your weight loss over time exactly because you know how like when people are motivated at the start of the month and they call you saying oh i want to lose weight and this is a new thing i'll start and then i'll do this i'll do that and i'm like you're a human being and nobody can do so many things at the start right so why not just focus on ticking off coming to class regularly for how much ever time that you want to and just come regularly and mostly when when i say this to people and they just stick to coming to class on the days that they have to that itself has a lot of like positive um, consequences you know a lot of things end up falling into place right after that because if you're adding asana practice early in the morning then usually you end up being so tired by the end of the day then you sleep earlier and slowly you know things just reset on their own so it's pretty cool and it's not it doesn't have to be so complicated as because when people are into they just want to make a lot of promises to themselves but they forget the fact that they are just human beings and they may also slip and it's okay you know so rather do less at the start yeah and i think that it is uh, so crucial to start small and let that augment into like something bigger and because it's less overwhelming and it's also more likely that you'll be able to follow through for a long period of time exactly i agree yeah and tell me one thing komal i mean you take your classes through zoom do you think it makes a difference to the experience compared to taking classes in person what is your personal experience like being compared to you know uh, taking classes in a studio versus taking classes via computer what has been your experience like uh so for me i i think i have the perspective of a person who teaches and a person who practices with a teacher online because uh, but on i am going to say this pretty honestly when i started teaching online right at the start of pandemic it was pretty i i was feeling very annoyed <laughs> um uh, i missed having the people in front of me and it was annoying to me because i had to develop an entirely new way of teaching and my verbal cues had to be on point and that also meant that i have to change the way i practice there's a lot of awareness that i have to give to what i'm doing and how i can be clear in what i'm telling the people so there was a struggle in the start but right now i actually really enjoy online classes um it in fact it has made i feel it has made me a better practitioner and a teacher uh in general i think that it depends how you how you feel about online classes depends on how coachable you are in general you know so if you are a person who's enthusiastic about learning from a yoga instructor you will learn online or offline and it will be the same for you regardless of you know the fact that it's online or offline but one thing that i do miss from an offline class setup is that when you're in a studio with a group of people together that energy is uh, something that i really miss you don't get that uh, when you're online you know you don't get all of the people at the same place you don't get the sometimes if you're low on energy but you enter a studio and there are other practitioners even though you're low on energy while you're practicing you just feel you know that uh, shared vibe and energy of the other practitioners around you and that drives you even more to maybe push in class so that is something i really miss in an offline class um online class also like one thing is there that if you live in a house where um, you don't have that much space or you know there's family members who are all, always interrupting you and you don't have the privilege to close the door on them and just listen to the teacher through the uh, laptop then it's kind of tough but other than that i have to say that i uh, i'm never going to stop teaching online now because i have ended up reaching out to students even outside mumbai that's something i never thought i'll do in my life outside mumbai outside india 
and uh, i am in awe of the fact that i have been able to guide people online and they've been practicing with me for a while and they do things like headstands and all these cool sort of things just through an online template so i don't think there's much difference between online and offline anymore uh, only difference maybe is that sometimes you do miss that shared uh, shared friendship and energy of the people in a studio but other than that it's pretty great online or offline whatever both are good yeah i agree i i can relate with the community aspect of things because since i have stopped going to the gym and uh i don't have the same environment in my home in my room when i work out alone and it does affect the vibe a bit like you don't feel the same you know hype and you have to kind of get yourself in the exactly. zone yeah yeah i can totally understand that and this is something which a lot of people I think relate to that's why people go to these spinning classes, Zumba yeah. classes because they get that sense of community and um, it helps them, you know, it motivates them to push even more. And I think also I guess a lot of people like the fact that they have some place to go outside the house. So if so it makes it easier for them to have that different space for working out and like some for some people I know that they're when they are going to the gym even that's like a mental prep for them that okay now this is the time to work out and sometimes it becomes it's people get lazy to do that at home like you just have to open your laptop and the same spot where you were watching tv like 2 minutes back now you have to do workout so i guess some people also find that um, uh, that it's it doesn't help them build that habit of practice uh, it's it's true and especially if you don't have like separate workout gear that you wear for your exercise sessions then it gets worse like if you're wearing the same thing when you're in bed then you're working then you go to exercise yes. with your pajamas on it just uh so true it's going to be it's going to be very difficult yeah right so tell me about this komal um when you browse on social media these days you see all these crazy kind of content out there like yoga for belly fat reduction face yoga yoga to boost metabolism like this a uh, whole different world out there what's your take on all these varieties of yoga that have emerged i don't think so i'd see the word yoga is so popular that i guess if you add it to anything it sells so that's the main reason they use it like for example let's take face yoga it's not that i'm saying the exercises all the exercises they teach on the face yoga are wrong i'm not saying that face exercises now nobody is going to buy a course which is called face exercise right but if you call it face yoga i guess people will be like oh cool i know yoga so let's go so you know i think yoga is can be used to market literally a lot of things now considering how popular it is so um i mean unfortunately you can't really do anything about it people are also that gullible or they don't want to think beyond what is there so if it's face yoga they pay for it and there's an audience for it so the reason that exists is because it sells until it sells and people will keep purchasing these things um more will come up you know but my personal opinion is that um you shouldn't rely on any anything that is promising you quick results or saying things like belly fat reduction yoga for i don't know different different kind of things yoga for diabetes yoga for thyroid yoga for even pcos if they are saying like yoga for like you have to kind of be skeptical because um i don't know there's usually there's usually a, a they are trying to sell it to you you know and uh, you should just be aware of it 
I, I don't want to say that I'm judging the people making these purchases because I don't think it's really their fault. It is what it is, but I'm very uh, like I, I feel pretty disappointed when I see all this. I just can't do much about it except in my own etty social media. I just mention it sometimes, but beyond that, I also just can't do much. Yeah, I guess it's just about awareness, but it yes. doesn't help that people with a lot of influence and even not just on social media, you would see like uh, people with a lot of influence in the yoga circle in general, even on TV and stuff like sometimes make crazy claims like this will cure this, this will cure that. And it just uh, I feel like it also ruins reputation of the practice in general yeah, among yeah, inf- sure. yeah, in, the, in the eyes of people like who are more rational, I would say. For sure. You're completely right, which is, yeah, it is quite disappointing. But um, instead of feeling irritated or annoyed by it, what I can do in my personal capacity is to be a better example, I guess. I I try to be that every day, but I can just be the better example. And at least the few people who come across whatever I'm doing online, maybe, maybe the opinion on yoga changes. At least that's what I'm hoping. But that's, that's all I can do as of now. Yeah, I think every kind of effort counts because yeah. the yeah. You, the people who learn from you, they're going to talk to other people and it's just going to amplify the message. So everything counts. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what are some benefits of yoga and asana practice that most listeners will not be aware of? Is there something that you can share with us? So um, what exactly happens in an asana practice class so for one hour we usually begin at least in, I, i'm talking about the classes i run we usually begin focusing on our breath okay just that right from the start uh, now that's something that people actually considering that they are always either going to office so they are commuting they are in office they're coming back there's a lot of stress uh, especially in the cities, you know, especially in a city like Mumbai, it's a lot of stress. Even like the the act of going to your office takes a lot of energy. So a lot of times, just bringing that awareness back to how you're inhaling and exhaling, just that small act right at the start of class, it like immediately focuses you, you know, and you're rooted to the present. So one of the main benefits of an asana practice class, I think, is that your mind, the constant chattering and noise that's happening in your mind for, for a few uh, seconds in the day, you can just put that on pause. And the only thing that matters is your breath. And the only thing that matters is the connection of your breath to the movement of your body. Now, that's something that feels like magic, especially when you're not used to doing it. It's also very difficult at the start. So one thing is a greater awareness of your uh, body and breath in the present. And also over time, if you keep doing this, you also realize that your breath is a tool where if you're feeling anxious, you're feeling stressed, you can always come back to it and, you know, regulate it. And that has an instant effect on the mood, how you're feeling, how you carry yourself. So number one is that a lot of people do not breathe well and do not have that much awareness. So an asana practice class will help you get an awareness of this and take fuller breaths. Uh, number two, the most of the things that we do in an asana class is are just like they're just basic body weight movements to be very honest it's nothing special we do a lot of joint mobilizations we do a lot the surya namaskar is a sequence of postures which will just increase a little bit of your basic flexibility and strength we there it involves high planks lunges etc and then we usually split the class into standing postures postures for your back extension and your back muscles um you're releasing the 
stiffness around your hips. Uh, we do a lot of like back bends. We do a lot of arm balances. So then you combine the class. You can have different themes for different classes, and then you progress accordingly. So one of the other things is that you end up. um gaining a lot of strength and flexibility while having a lot of fun like you're not really thinking that this is something that you're doing but every class uh you can measure your progress like you're breathing well you're not that tired towards the end of class you don't need to take many breaths your thighs would hurt while you're holding a warrior but now they don't you know things like that happen and over time you just keep getting stronger and flexible and that reflects in your postures in how you carry it even outside the mat and yeah i think i blabbered too much but these are the some things that were on the top of my head so this is really cool because you brought up the topic of awareness and i think that has a carry over effect to so many things yes. people don't realize that just starting from things like how you're breathing to what you're eating how much you're moving uh people are just doing this on autopilot and they don't realize what's going on Exactly. That's why they feel so lost. Like, oh, I, I don't know how I put on all this weight. I don't know why I'm not able to lose weight. It's because you are not aware of what you're doing. Yeah, and I so. think um, even so, in an asana practice class with so it's body weight movements. But the main difference from other types of workouts is that the class usually does have an element where you're holding the postures in like static. Okay, so you're just you're going into a posture and holding it rather than just doing reps. You know. In my class, we do a mixture of both. It's dynamic and static, but that static element is the main um, difference in an asana practice class. Maybe uh, as compared to, for example, if you go to a session where you're doing some sort of a basic calisthenics workout. Okay, so we take one posture and we hold for a while, right? So over there, what do you do when you're holding this posture? You're focusing on the breath, and then slowly you're taking your attention to different parts of the body that's being engaged, and that has a huge effect on how you do even other kinds of exercises, right? So I have noticed in my own personal journey that just doing asana practice, when I started lifting weights and everything, um, I knew like if someone is like my coach would tell me the form and what exactly I'm supposed to do, I know that I had a better understanding like that mind to muscle connection, and I think that happened because of my practice. Like a lot of time, my coaches had said things like, "Oh, your push-up form is uh, like so perfect" or whatever, but I've not. I've done like a lot of chaturanga holds, you know, in yoga. That's where I come from. But you're telling me your push-ups are also great. That's because I think I understand it when they give me those cues, and I am able to understand it because you know it's carried over from the practice. So that's something that I've noticed in my own personal practice pretty recently. So it's pretty cool. You you develop a lot of awareness when you're holding these postures about the different types of muscles or what is being engaged in your body. Mm-hmm. And this kind of uh. reinforces that thing we talked about earlier how any kind of movement is good for you and you're going to have carry over effects from whatever you're learning to whatever else you decide to do later on so if you're a yoga practitioner now and you say that you know I'd rather do some kind of strength training or maybe crossfit it is going to have a carry over effect so it is not, it's not a waste of time or like you're not um you know doing a wrong kind of movement because any kind of movement is good movement if you are currently like very sedentary so yes for well, exactly that was really well said that's right um so komal thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your knowledge with our listeners i think people will greatly benefit from this episode where can listeners connect with you if they want to join your yoga class if they want to see your work how can they reach you Uh, so there's three options. I am on Instagram. My handle is at 
Kumal Dubey, D-U-B-E-Y. I am on Twitter. My handle is at Kumal underscore 42. Or you can just email me uh, on yogawithkumal at gmail.com. So there are three ways to contact Komal. I'll be linking all of those in the episode description. And thank you, Komal, for taking your time. This was really awesome. Thank you so much for calling me. I really enjoy your work on social media and I really resonate with most of the things you say. I also listen to your podcast and I'm a big fan. So I think it's like a, like it felt really nice when you invited me. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. Please keep... Uh, spreading all of the things that you're learning from the different books you read and all of the things and the knowledge you give on habit formation. It's really nice. And yeah, I can't wait to see more work from you. Thank you. That was really kind of you. And um, I'll see you very soon. Yes. Bye. That is it for this episode of Workday Physique. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and a review on your podcast app and make sure to follow the show, subscribe to the show, depending on your app so that you don't miss out on a future episode and share this episode with one friend who you think will enjoy the content. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe and stay consistent. <laughs>